Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today? I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. Christmas season. Uh, we did not. We didn't do a, a podcast right before Christmas. We took that week off, so we got we got a whole bunch of Christmas stuff. Uh, New Year's resolutions. We got to catch up on the things uh, on, on our NFL picks and the stuff that we were setting up a couple weeks ago. So we got a lot to do. But anyway, how are you? Um, if I was any better, I'd be the Mount Rushmore picture that you put behind you. That's for sure. I got to tell you, I'm loving it. Never anything behind Adam, just a blank white, uh, white, what do you call it, wall behind Adam when we do these Zoom calls. And we've got a little picture back there now to rep, help represent a little representation of the Mount Rushmore segment. I like it. I really like it. This picture was is just a, a picture of Mount Rushmore printed out on, a, on computer paper that was part of a Christmas gift that my dad – who uh, is nice enough to listen to this podcast every week. Uh, he get, So we, last podcast we did a couple of weeks ago, we did our Mount Rushmore candy, right? So one of the Christmas gifts that he got me was the four candies on my Mount Rushmore with that picture in a bag. So I thought that was really I cool. love it. my favorite gift. That's a really, that is really cool. I got a, uh, well, well, we'll talk about it right now. So for Christmas, I don't have it. It's in my cart, my truck, because I just wore it today uh, while I got my very last round of golf in for the year. Congratulations, me. Thank you. Uh, I got a beanie or, you know, a, 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 a beanie hat that says Nosebleed Sports Podcast on it from my nephew. No way. Yeah, got me a little beanie. Way cool. Very my cool. other nephew got me a bowl like a ice cream bowl or, you know, very great. It's a perfect ice cream bowl, perfect cereal bowl that says best uncle into the world. Best uncle into the world. Yes. Oh, it's handmade. Yes. It's it's my new favorite bowl ever in the entire world. I'll tell you what, a good bowl is underrated. You talk about, you talk about depth and feel and shape and i mean that's super important like you said that's you know for ice cream and cereal my two favorite things to put in a bowl probably um yes for sure a a bowl a good bowl is very important that's a good that's a good gift so what else did adam schmidt get for uh christmas this year uh i got gift cards more candy i got a lot of kit kats and reese's peanut butter cups uh, my, my top two, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, let's see, I got a, it's one of those things that you see, I guess, kind of like you see, like maybe football players wear, but it's a little more for outdoors stuff. Like it's a, it's a thing you just wear over your head. It's, it's like long enough to cover your neck, covers your whole head, like all the way to your eyes. And then it's also like a mask up to here. So, you know, one of those like full head mask things. Um, for, something for, a bank robber would wear. I'm sorry? Something a bank robber would wear. Something a bank robber would wear. It's not exactly a ski mask, but uh, yeah, if you, if I choose to rob a bank at any point, that's that's a good option for me that's, to hide my identity. That'll be your go-to. Yeah. Nice, nice. And it's going to keep me warm during the robbery, um, which is, I think is important for blood flow and things like that, for running. 
and escaping and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I guess, I guess I decided what that's going to be for now. That's, there you go. I'm, I'm happy to help. I also heard that uh, your dad, so he obviously listened to the Mount Rushmore of candy. Uh-huh. Uh, and I also heard that he got a pretty good kick out of the fact that I would not let you use Big League Chew as a candy on the Mount Rushmore. We all got a kick out of that. That was, that was good. But I'll tell you what, I, I, since I got rid of that one and added uh, peanut butter M&Ms, I got two giant bags of peanut butter M&Ms, one from my dad and one from my sister. So You're yeah, welcome. about that. You're so, welcome. So I got to say. So thank you. I owe you a thank you for that. Because you know what? As much as I love Big League Chew, I have three packs of Big League Chew that have been in a container in my kitchen for like two years. You know, mm-hmm. I'm eating, I'm gobbling those peanut butter M&Ms right up. They're probably already gone. They're mostly gone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And tonight, like it. it's not over yet, so... Besides candy, did you get anything outside of outside of what was the 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 substance? Right, you got you got candy, you got gift cards. You had to get something with substance. Hmm. I mean, I guess technically you didn't have to get something. With substance. I'll tell you, uh, a couple of days before Christmas, I got in the mail a. Uh, it's actually right here. It is an updated property value uh, list from the from the county that we live in, and uh, yeah. went up pretty significantly. So I'm pretty happy about that. That's a that's probably the best Christmas gift, really. Okay, so do you plan on being in that house for a while? Um, I mean, I I would love to upgrade, but realistically, I'm not a I'm not necessarily looking hard to move or anything like that. So it's not necessarily a good thing then. Like I told my wife, we got the exact same thing and it went up and now that just means I got to pay more in taxes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. If you're not going to sell, I guess it doesn't. <laughs> you know. I'm not going anywhere. So now all I got is oh, like, hey, Merry Christmas, more property taxes. Uh, it's a, bit, a little bit better of an asset though. You know, if you, sure. if you need to use that for something. Uh, but anyway, like that's good. And, and I'll tell you, I don't know. I, I didn't, I wasn't really going to say that on this podcast, but, uh, that I, I was, you know, dating a young lady. We can turn this into anything funny you want. was dating a young lady for a while. Uh, beginning of November that ended wasn't great. Uh, and then on Christmas day, guess who's back? I don't know who, just the, I, the, the, the young lady that I, uh, that I was with for a while, she came back and she's like, I made a mistake and I, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into too many, too many details, but, uh, seems like things are, uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas day. What's the day that we got this going on? This was Christmas day, the, the night of Christmas day, Christmas night, man, the night of Christmas day. I said, the night. <laughs> Christmas Day. That is one heck of a night on Christmas Day. Um, I don't know where to even go with that. You caught me off guard with that. Yeah, I don't have to. I, I mean, pretty, pretty good things happened on Christmas, so I don't know. Yeah, well, Merry Christmas to you, brother. You know what I got? I got a fake putting green and some all-weather golf gloves, some wet 
wet for for wet times uh you know two different gloves both hands i i did not get a new not a new but a reconciliation of love i just had the same love that i never will ever want to get rid of or have come back that's that's a that's a gift every single day that you don't need that reconciliation of love (laughs) every morning i wake up with a christmas it's christmas morning every morning i wake up that's beautifully said very very well said you got to make sure your wife hears this episode okay she's in the other room she's (laughs) probably just rolling her eyes All right. So, all right. So that being said, so we're getting, now that it's Christmas day, good things happened to Adam on Christmas day. Congratulations. Uh, so now that that's down, so new year's is coming. It is. So, uh, it's COVID season. So Christmas and new year's, none of it is normal, obviously, but do you have any new year's resolutions? I don't really, even though you told me we were going to do this, I don't really have anything because I, I don't, you know, I, I kind of stopped doing that the last few years because, I mean, why, if you need to fix something or do something better with your life, I really, like, I'm, I'm, kind of a, I'm kind of a New Year's Grinch, to be honest with you, because it's like, what, is it, what does that really mean? It, it, the calendar turns over to a new year. It doesn't really mean anything. I mean, you can... If, if you want to take that and say, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to renew myself and refresh and, and do great things and I'm, I'm going to use that as my motivation, great, please do that. For me, realistically, like, why not just do that now? Like, why not do that three days before the new year or six months before the new year or some other time? You know, I mean, just do it whenever. I, the calendar turning over to another number doesn't really mean anything to me but anyway even better for me to tell you what my new year's resolution is i can't wait because it is totally something i could have done three days ago five days ago a month ago whenever and i just decided january sounded like the right month to do it i have decided for one full month i'm gonna have a sober january sober january month i don't know that i've gone a full week since I've been of age without a beverage, but I am about to go a full month. It's down. I need to lose some LBs, man. And I feel like that might be a way to kickstart it. Sure. Well, I, you've done that a couple of times before you, you've lost weight and stuff and, and you had challenges with your family and, and stuff like that to lose weight. Right. And you did that, didn't you? I mean, you, you cut back or you made, you made changes. I would stop drinking beer and I would just drink vodka. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a change. That's a, that's a, it helped you with your health, right? Exactly. That's the most important thing. Natter days going down the night, the natter days. Oh, wow. Yeah. What? Strawberry lemonade natty light. Oh my. How is that? Pretty good, huh? Delicious. It's going to be hard. I'm, I've got a big refrigerator filled with alcohol. I got a liquor cabinet filled with liquor. I've got two days to get rid of it. So it's going to be a crazy couple of nights. <laughs> oh man, we should have done this pod. We should do this podcast like later tonight or tomorrow night. <laughs> we do this tomorrow night and do it ball dropping. This is what I'm going to look like. 
LeBron is the man. Thank you for saying that. Happy birthday, LeBron James. Oh, hey, happy birthday, LeBron James. So he's 36 years old now. 36 today as we are recording this. You won't be hearing this or seeing this on his birthday because it will be the next day or the day after or whatever. But December 30th, we are recording this, and it is LeBron James' birthday. So I feel like it's almost like your birthday too since you are the number one LeBron James fan. Yeah, me. I've already talked to him, uh, slid into his DM earlier. He hit me back said thanks uh appreciate all the props on the podcast he does want to get on the podcast at some time he's just got a clear time in the schedule uh he doesn't like to do podcasts you know unless it's his podcast or one of you know his his people he came up with in akron um but he he does want to get on ours it's probably not going to be till summertime though and understandable in the middle of the season especially with this condensed season where they're playing you know three games and four nights all the time and stuff like that. Yeah. No way he's going to have time to do that. But um, yeah. Stay focused. And he knows if he gets on a podcast with me, the focus is going to leave because we're going to talk about socks and like slippers and, you know, who cuts his, who trims his beard, silly things like that. It's going to lose focus, probably have a bad game. And the Lakers just don't need that this year. Right. Yep. Yep. Every game counts because uh, it's, it's, it's shortened. And uh, so they're going to have to get, get it done every night. And uh, you're right. But uh, good for you. I'm glad you reached out to him. You guys are so close anyway. It's not a surprise. Um, so anyway, uh, happy birthday, LeBron. So I'm glad. So your New Year's resolution, January is a sober January. That's awesome. Uh, taking a page out of uh, Joe Rogan and, and Tom Segura and um, Burt Kreischer's uh, book. They do the Sober October, which I don't think they did this year, but they've done it every year for like 10 years or something like that. Hey, really? That's great. So I actually got this from uh, a buddy of mine's dad who just recently passed away, who was a really you know, one of my one of my best one of my best friends. Uh, his dad used to do it mm. uh, one month in a year. Now, I, I planned on doing February because let's be honest, it's the shortest month. Right. So, you know, <laughs> at least five days possible for this craziness. Uh, but my mom wanted to do it with me and her her uh anniversaries in february so you know i couldn't make her go through her entire anniversary without without a drink sure. so i figured i'd uh i figured i'd go ahead and move it to january and just get it over with well good for you that's awesome if you need any motivation uh come hang out at my house a lot because i don't have any alcohol here there you go that sounds good uh we'll drink a lot of tea and water together i'm i'm down for the water i don't know about the tea but i can do the water <laughs> do the water all right so let's get some sports in since this is the nosebleeds sports podcast let's get some sport oh real quick uh quick joke for you please uh why does snoop dog use an umbrella because he uh something that ends in izzle faux drizzle Ah, see, <laughs> bow drizzle. All right, one. All right, so let's get into. Uh, yeah, what do we got sports related this this week here, Adam? Um, I'm glad you told me that joke because I'm probably gonna steal it and use it when I have to. If I have to, uh, when we cover our NFL picks, if I lose that because I was losing badly. But for sports, we have. I think to me, Chris, the biggest news. In sports, uh, that you know, the NBA just started. 
and we said we were going to do a big three and all that, but the, the season just started. So we need to let them play a little bit and see who's getting off to, you know, they're like Cleveland, Orlando, Atlanta. Those teams all started out like three and O. None of those teams are going to end up, I mean, Atlanta might end up being okay. And Orlando might end up being in that seven to 10 range or whatever. Cleveland's not going to be, it's just the start of this weird season. So we need to let them play for a couple more weeks before we really start getting into what's going on in the NBA. So right now, and it is strangely enough in the off in the middle of the off season, the biggest news story to me in sports is the San Diego Padres, the moves that those guys have pulled off in the last couple of days here, getting former Cy Young winner, Blake Snell from Tampa Bay and last year's national league Cy Young runner up, you Darvish both basically in the same day, adding two aces to their, uh, to their pitching staff that already included, uh, I think it was, is it Dilson Lamette? Um, I mean, basically they have three number one starting pitchers now that could be number one starters on almost any other team in the league in, in baseball. Um, the Padres had the third best record in baseball last year, and they are adding those two guys plus the the big international signing this year is Ha Song Kim uh, from Korea, an infielder from Korea. Um, they've been playing those uh, those games on like early in the morning. I don't know if you've seen any of those, but he was he was playing on uh, the I think is the Kiwoom Heroes or something like that, um, and and he had a fantastic year. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Eugenio Suarez. Uh, the little bit I've seen of him, he's, you know, he's, he's not quite as stocky as Suarez has become, but he's, he hits, yeah, he hit like 306 last year or something last season, and he hits for power. He's got some power. He's got a decent build, but he's athletic. So it doesn't, it looks like he can run a little bit too. Uh, I think he gets on base. Uh, he hits for power. He, so from what I understand. What, what position does he play? He's, he's in, he, he played shortstop and third base from what I understand. So, I don't know where the – well, the Padres are going to have to put him between – let's see, you got Machado. I'm trying to think of who their, who their other, other infielders are, but they'll put him somewhere in the infield. Um, so I'm, you know, if you can play shortstop and third base, you can play probably any infield position, um, to be honest with you. So, and I know second base and shortstop aren't just interchangeable, but – a lot of guys, especially now, I feel like more more people are making those transitions quicker and easier. I think um, I think guys are just coming up and just being baseball players and not necessarily playing one position their entire life, right? Well, most second basemen that you see in Major League Baseball were uh, most just all around infielders were shortstops because they're the best players on their team, and then when they got to the minors, they had to move around somewhere. So. Yeah, without a doubt. That I mean, no, that's exactly how it works. If you're a if you're a great infielder, you can you can play anywhere in the infield. Yeah. So from what I understand, he's he's the big international signing, and he got signed by the Padres, and then they added those two pitchers, and they did all this. Basically, they gave up Zach Davies, who was who had a great year last year for them, sub three ERA. His WHIP was like one oh six or one oh seven, something like that. He had a really good season. Um, but they gave him up and a bunch of prospects. That's pretty much what they gave up. Where everybody else is, and that's, you know, the Cubs fans are in an uproar. 
because, oh my gosh, you're, you're selling, uh, you know, selling the team away and all that, kind of, all that kind of thing. But that's, everybody's kind of in that position right now where they're trying to dump some salary because they lost all the money they would have gotten from Gate last year. So everybody's in that position, but the Padres, somebody's going to have to sign these guys and trade for people and make moves and spend some money. The Padres are choosing to be one of those teams. Uh, it's just going to be fewer teams, I think, this year because um, everybody else is going to have to make up for some lost revenue for the next year or two. So, uh, But the Padres got Hugh Darvish from the Cubs, and they got Blake Snell from the Rays, which isn't, which isn't a surprise because the Rays, that's how they have to operate. They are so low budget that they uh, anybody they have some success with, they're going to have to – let go at some point so he had a couple Blake Snell had a couple years left on his on his deal but uh they knew that he they weren't going to be able to re-sign him so it was just a matter of time and they found the right prospects that they wanted uh San San Diego has has is known for a pretty good uh farm system they've got they got some pretty high prospects they made the right I think I think Tampa Bay made the right move in San Diego when they signed Manny Machado a couple years ago it was everybody was like, oh, Manny Machado just did it for the money. He went, just got the most money he could get and went to go somewhere to die, basically. They just it, they went to go die somewhere. And San Diego is proving that that is absolutely not the case. They made a promise to Manny Machado, and I was reading about this today. They, they, you know, it wasn't big then, but they made a promise to Manny Machado that they were going to build this team around him, and that is not a joke. They have done it. They are doing even better with it now by these signings. This is – they've got two years. They're, they're basically saying these next two years with Blake Snell, these are the two years we're going all in and we need to do something because they're depleting their – they're going to deplete their farm system and they're going to go all in. It's what the Reds did this year. And uh, the Reds get – you know, they have a two-year opportunity and, and really basically last year was the one year that they had to do something. They're going to lose a lot this year. But – it's, you know, sometimes as, a, as the way that certain teams operate, you only have a one-year or two-year window when you sign somebody like Manny Machado and the dollars that he's going to get. So good for them. They, they saw they, had a, they, made a, they made the playoffs last year. They were way better than anyone thought they were going to be, and they decided this is it. Let's go get it. And they made the moves to do it. So I hope I, – I wish the Padres well because I love the yellow and brown uniform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope they wear the throwbacks a lot uh, from the, from the Tony Gwynn days, the early days, and then even the later days when they had the pinstripe stuff. Yep. So Chris, then those moves that the Padres made, does that make them the favorite in the national league now? I still don't know that their offense will be good enough to put them over the Dodgers. The Dodgers have the pitching and the offense to just keep them as the, as the team to beat, right? They're the team to beat. They, they, they haven't lost anything from last year, and they were unbelievable last year. They're going to be unbelievable this year. They're, it's the Dodgers, man. I mean, they won the World Series. They, they are going to come back, and they're, they're going to be the team to beat in the National League until now that they've done it, they're, they're still the team to beat in my eyes. Okay, so then rank for me one through three, and you already said the Dodgers are one. Dodgers, Padres, Braves. Or if you think somebody else should be in that instead. Um, 
So it's, it's hard because the Nationals go back and forth and they're such an up and down team, but they've still got a very solid core from their World Series year two years ago. Um, I love that Braves team too, man. They're, they are young. They are fun to watch. Their offense is phenomenal. I'm, I think I'm good with that. I'm, I'm good if you put the Braves or if you put uh, the Nationals in at that number three spot. But I would definitely say San Diego puts them – this puts them at number two. I mean, this gives them probably the best three pitchers that would go up against the Dodgers. I mean, unless the Reds can, can somehow talk Trevor Bauer into staying, which that's – Trevor Bauer's not going to make his decision until the very last day he has to, I would say. Yeah. But if we can talk him into staying, then they are right there pitching-wise with those teams. But – well, even the Reds don't have the offense that the Dodgers have. They don't have the offense, obviously, don't have the offense that the Braves have because they proved that in the world in the playoffs this year. And they they don't have the I, I you know, I don't know. Maybe their offense stands up to uh to a San Diego, but to put to put Blake Snell and Hugh Darvish and uh, whoever their number one guy was from last year. I can't remember his name. Put those three. I put those three up against just about anybody at this point in time. Yep. All right. I wanted to get your, uh, get your opinion on that, where that ranks them uh, in the National League. All right. So let's get to something that you mentioned earlier. This thing right here uh, above my shoulder, the Mount Rushmore. I love it. We decided a couple weeks ago we were going to do the Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies for the Christmas season. Now, I, I would. I want you. I want you to go ahead and start this thing off because I'm interested in what you in what you chose. I feel like we're going to be close. I know that I've got two that you will not have on your list, okay. but I probably think they're number one and number two. And I guarantee they're not even on your list. Wow. Okay, that's going to be interesting. It's so hard because there are probably so many Christmas movies I don't even know about. Um, and I know there are a lot of Christmas movies that are really popular that I either haven't seen or just never got into. So for me, it's going to be, I think a lot of people are going to think I'm an insane person here. But um, we did clarify, uh, you, you did clarify before we got off the last episode that, you know, those old things that we grew up watching, the Frosties and the Rudolphs, those, those Christmas specials, you know what? And I just remembered. Okay. So <laughs> I just remembered another one. Um, all right. I just changed. I just changed my last one. Whoa. That's I remember one of those. So anyway, um, we, we decided that those count, right? I mean, those are – whether they qualify as movies or whatever, they're Christmas specials. They're, that, that's the intention of this thing, right? Yes. So, in that case, I'm going to tell you that my top four, my Mount Rushmore, Rudolph, the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the stop motion, whatever, however you – whatever that's called. Uh, with the guy well, – I forget his name, the snowman, the old snowman with the goatee. Yeah. Sam the Snowman. Was that what it was? Okay. Uh, telling the story, the narrator. I, I believe it's, uh, um, oh my gosh. It's actually like Burl, Burl Ives. 
Yes. Our lives, but he says his and there is has his name is Sam, the snowman. Okay, I got you. Uh, so that Rudolph, the Frosty, the snowman, the cartoon, uh, probably from I don't know, probably made in the fifties or sixties, maybe something like that. Uh, the Grinch, the original Grinch, the cartoon Grinch, right? Uh, and then the one that I changed is. Those are all, the, those three are the ones that I grew up watching every single year. We watched, made sure we watched them. And the last one that qualifies in the same category, the Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas is phenomenal. I, I didn't put Charlie Brown on my list, although it's definitely in the next, uh, the next category below, mm-hmm. right? You've got uh, uh, Charlie Brown, you've got, um there's so many we are a christmas we watch a different christmas movie every night in december in this house sometimes we watch two right so there's some new ones out on netflix the christmas chronicles came out last year uh awesome movie both of them are awesome movies i i love those those are really close to being on here um for me and then you have uh, your, there's another one called Noel, which is super funny. It's got, uh, I can't remember what her name is. She's in all kinds of movies. She's the girl on Trolls. And, uh, and then the guy from Barry, if you ever seen the, the, the show Barry on, on Amazon Prime, super funny. I can't remember what his name is. He was on Saturday Night Live. Oh, anyway, Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill Hader. That's super good. That's a great movie. Uh, love that. And all the old ones, The Grinch, uh, Rudolph, all those old Christmas movies are phenomenal. The, um, the Mickey Mouse version of A Christmas Carol with Scrooge McDuck as Scrooge, that is up there, so high up there. Um, but I, I have a slightly, slight, we do have one that is the same. Um, mine are kind of two old movies and two new movies. Okay. And I'm trying to get the dates. I wanted to get the dates of these movies so I could write them down. All right. So I have two movies from the old days, two movies from, uh, well, what I would call the newer realm. So we'll start with the old ones. Obviously I said frosty, frosty the snowman is classic. Definitely one of my top four. I totally agree with you. 1969. 1970 you talked about rudolph the 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 claymation or stopmation whatever you call it rudolph was great but the great my all-time favorite christmas movie is santa claus is coming to town with burger meister meister burger the greatest villain in all of cinematography history is burger meister meister burger (laughs) mostly because he's got the greatest name ever you know what's funny about that is that that's one of several Christmas movies that are like definite classics, like institutions in most households that I just never, for some reason, never really grew up watching. I, I've probably seen it sometime or seen parts of it. I just, that was never one for, I don't know why. Um, it just never stuck in our house, I guess. It's the exact same uh, people that made the Rudolph. It's made the exact same way. Um, great, great movie, personally, for me. 
-hmm. Now we're going to come into the newer days. Okay. Gotcha. So that was 1970. So we're going to go to 2003 next, which my wife's favorite movie, which has become one of my all time favorites, Elf. Without a doubt, Will Ferrell and Elf is hilarious. I don't care how old you are. It's hilarious. Will Ferrell is phenomenal. Elf is terrific. Without a doubt, five stars. Now, I'm going to throw one at you that you may not know or may have never heard of. Okay. We came across this movie a few years back, okay? Came out in 2009, and in 2010, they came out with its sequel. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's Disney from Disney. They're short, they're only about 35, 45 minutes long. They're not long, but it's one of these Disney specials that came out. And it's called Prep and Landing. If you get a chance to watch Prep and Landing or Prep and Landing 2, I'm telling you right now, I don't care how old you are, it's cartoon, but it's pretty good. It's a, that is a staple. We probably watched that four or five or six times during Christmas. We even sometimes pull prep and landing out in the middle of the year in the summertime at the Witt household. That good, huh? It's phenomenal. My favorite. Anybody, uh, are there any, you said it's a cartoon. Are there any famous voices? Any, uh, anybody I'd recognize? Um, I could, I can tell you that pretty quickly because I feel like they're definitely, I mean, it's definitely some uh, famous people in here. Uh, just to give you an idea. Oh, Dave Foley is the main character. So uh, good comedian right there. Sarah, I don't know how to say her name. Chalky, Chalky. She's in it. Uh, Derek Richardson, you might know him. Let's see who else is in here. Oh, Chris Parnell is in the second one. Chris Parnell's in the second one. Um, Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle is in the second one. He plays a, he does a great job um, as the, the main guy, which is uh, Dave Foley. His brother is Rob Riggle. It's hilarious in the second one. He's a coal elf. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a few, a few names in there that are, that are pretty decent. Betty White plays Mrs. Claus. Wow. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I think you'll like it. Just Two, saying. 14 years old, Betty White. Yep. Uh, so the the thing about Elf is that that was my fourth one that I just took out to put Charlie Brown in. Uh, Elf was right there for me. We watched Charlie Brown. My son loves Charlie Brown Christmas. We watched that this year, and I was like, I like it, and it's, I feel like it's a staple because it's a staple because it's been around for so long, but it's not holding my attention like it used to. <laughs> the rest of these hold my attention forever. Like the, I, there's not a point where I'm not watching. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did watch elf uh, about a week ago. Um, I have not, I haven't watched these other ones because I feel like, I mean, you can probably find them just about anywhere now, but um, it was always a big deal when they came on like one of the big networks on like a Friday, or Saturday night during the Christmas season. Right. That's when we watched them. We, we looked in the TV guide and found when they're coming on and my mom's looking it up and she's like, oh, okay, Saturday night, seven thirty or eight o'clock or whatever. Charlie Brown Christmas right after that is Rudolph, and you know, so it was like a whole big deal, and we planned for it, and I'm sure Got we the popcorn popped and hot chocolate and all that good stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Great memories growing up watching those movies. Uh, 
I had Home Alone as as on the list. Um, I love Home Alone. Home Alone. We've been we've watched. We just watched uh, Parker for the first time. Watched both the Home Alones and loved loved them. Did you know there's four of them? Yeah, I probably call Kenny in two or three. Is he in three? No, he's in two. But then they have a third one and a fourth one, and it's some little other little kid. No, I we haven't even watched them. I can't. You can't do any better than that. I think I saw Home Alone two once. Oh, Home Alone two is pretty good. I still Home Alone two was good. Yeah, Lost in New York, right? Yeah. Um, I might um, like that a little bit better than the first one. The first one's great. I kind of like the second one. Really. Uh, 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 Schneider, Rob Schneider, plays a pretty big role in that. In the second one, pretty funny. Yeah, he's a bellboy. Yeah, young, young Rob Schneider. <laughs> Very cool. I, I might have to go back and watch that now. Um, okay, so I had that, and really, that was about it. I, I kind of I jotted down Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's that's one that I did not grow up watching. That's another one of those that everybody is like, oh my god, that's like the greatest. For some reason, it was never. We just didn't really watch it. I mean, it's a little more mature. Uh, kind of kind of humor i guess um but it, it, i just in the last three or four years is the first time i even saw it and i've watched it i guess every year for the last couple two or three years or something like that but just because it, it wasn't one of those that i grew up with it just doesn't hold the same value to me i guess that's the, the same sentimental value um but that was the only other one i really wrote down that's the rest of those things uh, I asked you about Die Hard because a lot of people debate whether that's a Christmas movie or not. Uh, I've never seen Die Hard. Um, a Christmas Story, I think, right with the with the kid and the red rifle yeah. and all that. That's on, on USA, I think it is, or TNT or something like that. Twenty four hours on Christmas. That's right. That's but that's another one of those that's that people love because a lot of people grew up with that movie. I didn't for some reason. You know, I've seen it a few times now, but. I just didn't. So it's, it's not the same for me, but um, anyway, but any, whatever Christmas movie, whatever your favorite Christmas movies are for me. And I'm, I'm sure for you, the sentimental value of, of those older ones that we grew up with, that's what really like sticks with you. And then, like you said, like we both love elf and some of the newer ones. I, you know, I haven't seen a lot of the newer ones, um, but yeah, that's, that's Christmas movies can be fun. Uh, but those, those classics are, are, are it's kind of like Michael. It's kind of like Michael Jordan. Like, yeah, you know, LeBron might be just as good. Kobe might have been just as good of a scorer. But classic. they'll just classic. get there for me. They'll just never get to that level for me. You know what I mean? I like the land Christmas, uh, the National Lampoon Christmas Vacation or whatever that's called. I, uh, I'm, we're the same as you, though. We, I never watched that growing up at all. Like, I'm, I don't think I've ever actually seen it all the way through, to be honest. And I love it's hilarious the parts that I have seen. Just never yeah. same way. I, I feel bad, but is what it is. Nothing to feel bad about. All right. <clears throat> Let's turn the page then to uh to our next thing, which we've got to, we've got a couple of things football wise that we've got to check up on. All right. Things long-standing things. If you are a regular listener or viewer of this podcast, uh we pick three NFL games every week against the spread uh, you and I do and the winner, the most correct at the end of the year or the least correct at the end of the year has to do something or whatever. 
Yep. After week 15, well, week 15 is the last one that we picked, and then we haven't checked up on that one yet. And I finally had a week that I had a better week than you. I went two and one, you went one and two. But you had a sizable lead, so we are still four games apart after that. And so we are now entering week 17. We picked three games. You are the 2020 NFL pick nosebleed sports podcast champion. So that being said, we never did decide what our bet was going to be. And the backup bet was two more minutes (laughs) of, of stand-up comedy with no interruptions. That's right. So that now you get that. So when do you have to do it? Are we waiting? Are we going to not next week? Cause there's still another week in NFL and we do it the week after that. We're we going to go ahead and do it next week. I would say let's. Hmm. That's tough. You know, it, it might depend on when we have Andre Edwards on. So we need to, you know, save some time there. If we have him on next week, well, we can do it that way. If we have him on next week to talk about what we're going to talk about next, uh, we can, I'll do it in two weeks. If he's going to wait two weeks, then I'll do, I'll do mine next week. I'll do the comedy next week. That sounds good. I like it. I like it. All right. I feel like you've got a little something already worked in, worked up. I feel like you already got a little something written down, written out. You got some ideas already. I, I just, I just started thinking the last couple of days about some, about stuff. I don't really have anything in the hopper. I don't have anything on deck here, but uh, I do. I, I, I'm going to have to speed up the, the process here. I'm going to have to jot some notes down and see if I can develop something here. But um I don't know. I'm just now realizing in the last couple of days that, holy cow, <laughs> I lost this thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and then speaking of that, our other thing was our NFL, our, our Cincinnati Bengals insider slash expert, Andre Edwards, that we have on uh, a couple of times a year before the season and in the middle of the season to kind of check up on the progress of the Bengals. Um, and then we have him on at the end of the year to kind of review. We will have him on in the, sometime in the next couple of weeks, hopefully, and to talk about because you and I and him had a bet at the beginning of this season. We picked each week the Bengals schedule each week, whether we thought it was going to be a win or a loss. And so you're probably going to have to re-explain this whole two uh, – what is it? All, two-tie, all-tie thing or something? Two-tie, all-tie. Okay. So you have a winner, okay? You have a winner, and the two losers, there's no – nobody wins between the two losers, right? So the, the winner of the two – basically, whoever gets the most – whoever's closest to the exact number, they win, right? They're the winner. They're out. The next two, it comes, it's coming down to who got the most exact games correct. Right. So record – so who got closest to the to the Bengals record is the first thing. Right. And then who got the most correct picks for each game? Yes. Okay. So I I, I think I, I can feel I can breathe easy now because I think so 
going into week 17 here, the Bengals are 4-10 uh, and 1, right? Yes. I have seven correct picks. Well, first of all, Andre predicted 6-10. What did you predict? I predicted 7-9, and nine, and you predicted 8-8. Eight and eight. So, so Andre's, Andre's going to win. Oh, man, I still wanted to listen to that man sing something a cappella. I know. I know. We, we're going to figure out a way to get him to do that sometime. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, that's – Andre wins that. Yeah. And if it comes down to you and I between the, the correct picks, then I think that's over because I have seven correct, you have five correct. That Pittsburgh game was big for you. It was. I was. I was just being a joker. I was being a, a goofball and and saying that the Bengals. I just wanted to throw something crazy out for no reason. I don't know why. That's out of character for me. But um, I said the Bengals were going to sweep the Steelers this year. They didn't do that, but they did win the second the second matchup, which was even more crazy because they shouldn't have even come close to beating the Steelers. Um, although the Steelers seem to be kind of falling apart here. But the Bengals are on a two-game win streak, and if they win this last game, they're going to finish this crazy year that they don't have their franchise quarterback for the second part of it. And they looked at the couple of weeks after Joe Burrow went out, after they came back from the, uh, from the bye week, he went out. They looked like the worst team maybe in the NFL and then they kind of picked it back up and they won the last two games and they haven't looked that bad and they've competed and Zach Taylor's job might be actually saved because of this last, these last couple of games now. Um, so, but that's where we're at. I, I, I think it's decided because in, as a matter of fact, you are the only one who, who has a win for this last game. So Andre and I both picked losses. But even if the Bengals win, I get that I only get six, and you still have seven, so I'm out. All right, but you would you would actually tie Andre for correct weeks. But I know. he he already he got his he he won the bet, so he's got nothing but to sit back and listen to my silver pipes. <laughs> That's funny. I've been practicing actually, just in case. But uh, yeah, I know you have. I have not. Uh, boys to men, Enrique Iglesias. I mean, what are you, what are you thinking? Man, I, I, I go – you know what? I go pretty deep in, in the R&B, in the old R&B. So, uh, I was going to try to pick something that would, that would blow you guys away that you wouldn't think. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I, boys to men is still my favorite. Let's be I mean, honest. it's either going to be like uh, when the water runs dry or – or something off that Boys to Men 2 album. Yeah, or, on Bend Yeah, on Bend and Knee is great. Um, yeah, throw your clothes on the floor. I'll make love to you. My clothes off too. Sing that to, to Andre and I, will you? I, I, it's that, or it might be uh, like something like Hero. You want to be my hero, baby, or something. It's going to be something. I, one of, they're all favorites of mine, I swear. Is one of my favorite all time. Yeah, uh, I love that song. Good one. Uh, so yeah, there'll be some. There'll be. I'm. I'm gonna be making love to the Zoom call. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm excited for it, man. <laughs> all I'm, right. Uh, I'm, 
So we've got uh, – we'll get in contact with Andre and we'll let him know it's basically been decided. And uh, we'll see when he's available to come on and uh, so that you can pay up for that. And then I'll do, I'm good. So if he's ready to go, I'll do it next week. I don't need to wait. I'm ready to go. I do it right now. I'm ready to sing. <laughs> you, if you want to give us a little sample, I mean, I just did. Okay, you're right. You did. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So we will find that out, and then that will determine. So we won't stack those up on the same night because when we have Andre on, we want to keep uh, as much time open for him. Yeah. The poor guy wakes back up to come on with us. <laughs> uh, he's nice enough to do that for us so anyway we'll have him on and then the next week i'll do my thing or i'll do my thing next week the comedy and then he'll do and then you can do yours the following we'll find out um but speaking of the comedy let's get into that part uh because we decided to do a couple weeks ago sam Marill, who blessed us way early on in the um uh, may have even been right before the, the pandemic started or right after. Sometime in the early months of 2020, uh, he did release his most recent special on YouTube. And um, I got this, right? Was it I got this? I think it was I got this. That we watched earlier. Yes, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and then in the same year, how could we be that? spoiled to have one of the greatest up and coming comics put out two specials in the same year. That's like, I mean, Dave Chappelle did that a couple years ago, actually. But uh, so, I mean, that was kind of the ultimate thing you could ever ask for. But I'll tell you, Sam Murill, uh, that next tier of guys coming up, I mean, he's, he's near the top of that thing. So uh, okay. very, very spoiled to have that up on the roof or was it on the roof or up on the roof? Uh, something like that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's up on the roof. Not just a James Taylor song, but uh, now a Sam Marill special where he was actually going around New York City, finding people with uh, apartment buildings that had roof access, and uh, putting together a, a little comedy show with just a microphone and an amplifier, yeah. and that's it. Um, so your thoughts? What do you think? Um, this is like the third one we've seen where they kind of go from, they, they break up the entire set and, and kind of piece them together. I kind of enjoy that. I can't, I'm, I'm digging that in little, little kind of small things in between. One of my favorite parts is he's in, he's on the streets of New York and some ladies just telling him that, Oh, you think you're a comedian? He's like, yeah, actually I'm a professional comedian. He's like, yeah, you should probably think about doing something different. That's terrible. You're offensive. He's like, ah, oh. and then he walks down the street 10 feet down and the lady's like, oh my gosh, you're so hilarious. And he's like, that's New York right there. See, she loves me. He's like, that's New York. Just somebody hates you. You walk 10 feet down the road. They love you. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, the jokes were okay. You could tell it was difficult for him to do these shows. Like there was nothing easy, nothing uh, familiar, I guess I should say to these shows. So it seemed a little, seemed a little off. I don't know. Sam Morrell is one of my favorite comedians. Now I've been watching a bunch of little stuff from him here lately. And, uh, it didn't, I mean, it, it didn't hit me as great as some of the best stuff that I've heard or seen from him. Um, 
but he had some good stuff. He's he he doesn't care who you are. He's going to talk about you. He's that's one thing I like about him. He talks about everybody. Um, and I'm gonna I just say I give him uh, I, I give him like a three point six. Oh. 3.5, 3.6, somewhere in there. It was pretty good. I mean, it was good. Uh, there was no real bad parts. Mm-hmm. Can I just say something about Sam Morrill? Will you please? I love the way he holds his microphone. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like his just his his wrist doesn't work or something. The yeah. way he holds his microphone to his mouth. Yeah. And yes. I can't stop watching his limp wrist hold the microphone it is sort of limp wrist and he holds it at the bottom of the microphone of the handle where like the cord meets where you connect the cord to the bottom of the microphone like he holds it there and you're right it's like a it's like a kind of yeah it's like a almost like a lazy thing or something yeah it's limp wrist hold so yeah i did i did enjoy it though it was good okay so I agree with you. It, it was good. I, I like, we keep talking about this, but I like his style of kind of joke after joke after joke, and he'll mix up topics and stuff a lot. Um, he does, you know, he, he does more jokes and that's, I, I feel like that's, I feel like I'm getting my money's worth, even though this was free on YouTube anyway, um, <laughs> getting my money's worth that way. So if he ever, you know, once this, all this stuff goes away and, you can go back in and to crowded places and everything. And he comes to Cincinnati. Uh, I would love to see him live for sure. Um, and, and that's, that's what I'm really going to feel like I'm getting my money's worth. Cause by that time he's going to be, you know, he's already pretty much up there, but his tickets are going to be more expensive. It's going to be harder to get tickets for Sam Murill because he's getting big. And, um, but I would love to go see him and, and he's, he does so many jokes, not necessarily one liners, I would say, but, they're, they're yeah. shorter jokes. They're, you know, set up punchline, you know? So I do love that. We keep, I know we keep talking about that, but I like that. He, he's good. I mean, he just, I don't know. He just like, yeah, he, he just must be like a student of comedy or something. He does it. It's almost like by the book, just the way his yep. jokes are structured and the way he writes them. It just feels like he, he just does it like it's supposed to be done or something. Not that there's one way it's supposed to be done, but you know what I mean. Sure. Uh, so I, I really like this. He had some good, I mean, he had a few things that were like, eh, okay, yeah, kind of predictable stuff, but um, but he was pretty good. And and even a little bit of the crowd work, it was funny. He he looked at some lady and he's like, uh, he's like, what are you, a yogi or something like that? She's like, yeah, yoga instructor. He's like, oh, see. <laughs> um, that was good. And he, he said, like asked, and then there was a girl that was, it was maybe the same girl or a different one in the same one in the same roof or something. Uh, how did you guys meet? He came to my, there's a guy that came to this girl's yoga class or whatever. And, um, and then talked about, and then the guy, he said, well, how did you like, you know, uh, hit on, not hit on her. How did you like meet? How did you guys start talking or whatever? And he said, I just told her she had a beautiful smile or something like that. He's like, ah, see. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't work for everybody. You're you're looking. Good thing you're a handsome man. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep, and he's dead on, man, because that does not work for regular fives like me. <laughs> um, but uh, so anyway, he, he was like, I think he did a pretty good job of that, and some of his jokes are really good. I mean, uh, and and to to do a special, I think I was talking about this a couple weeks ago. 
it seems like I, the more I hear comedians talk about it, for some people, it's like they'll go a year, two years, three years before they feel like they have enough ready for a special. Yeah. They've got to mess with the same jokes and keep tweaking stuff that long before they feel like it's ready to present to everybody. And uh, so to, to be able to write jokes that are pretty good that quickly, you know, within uh, whatever, six, seven, eight, nine months or whatever it was. Um, and actually this was probably shot over the summer. So even shorter than that, uh, it's pretty impressive. It's very impressive. So uh, I gave it a 4.2. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. And uh, he has a, he has a pass from me. I hope he comes out with another special in two more months but if he doesn't get another year, I'm fine with yeah. it because he gave us two pretty quick. That dude is going to be around for a long time, and he's going he's, he's gonna to put out a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. A lot of really good stuff. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, I like the guy a lot. I think he's one of them. He might be one of my favorite comedians out right now. Mm-hmm. For, for sure. sure. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, so that brings me into – my uh what i have to choose both a mount rushmore and a uh, comedy special yes so uh i just went on and found a comedy special uh this was just released right before christmas it's on youtube okay on youtube uh i think i think i'm gonna like this i've never heard this guy do stand up but i've seen him on while and out on mtv many times as like the funny little white guy. And uh, his name is Jacob Williams and it's unemotional roller coaster. Unemotional roller coaster. Okay. Yep, John Williams, uh, unemotional roller coaster. If you ever watched Wildin' Out on MTV, uh, the dude's pretty funny. He he does a great job. Uh, he did a great job on that show. Got made fun of a lot and would just absolutely kill people in the freestyles sometime. It was really funny. Um, it's just an awkward looking dude with glasses. So I'm excited to see how that, how funny this dude is in an actual comedy special. So, okay. It's it's gonna be I don't think I've seen yeah. this guy. Never seen him? I don't think so. All right. Well, I don't, I've never seen him as a standup as a, you know, do stand up before. So I'm interested to see how this goes. Uh, so that brings me to the Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. You know, I like doing something a little different for Mount Rushmore's. Yes. Um, I always like your Mount Rushmore's. You come up with some good, some good topics. Have we done cereal breakfast cereal? You know, I was thinking about that the other day. I feel like we've talked about our Mount Rushmore of cereal, but I don't think we actually, I don't know. We've actually done it. I don't think we've actually done it. I want to do the Mount Rushmore of breakfast cereal okay. as opposed to lunch cereal. Don't bring any lunch cereal in here. Okay. Just breakfast cereal. Okay. So, because you know, I need those, I need those rules laid out because you know, I'm always coming with a goofy one. It doesn't one. matter if I lay them out for you or not. You still come back with something. <laughs> All right. So specifically breakfast cereal. All right. Although, in my opinion, you eat cereal 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. No doubt. All right. 
I mean, I think I, I, I have my four already. So, uh, but so I've got my number one, without a doubt. Okay. So, yeah. We, uh, since we have a week, I'm going to overthink it, as always, and I'm going to change yep. it up a few times, and then I'm probably going to make a last-second change like I did today um, when we're actually on the podcast next week. So, Perfect. And the best part of that is if we have Andre Edwards on next week with us, uh, we'll throw that at him and see if he can give us his off the top of his head. It's fun to hear, oh, fun to hear Andre as well. Yeah, without a doubt. We'll make him do it off the top of his head too. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. So hopefully we get Andre next week or the week after. We've got what I say his name was Jacob Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, breakfast cereal. Probably have some NBA. Uh, I don't know what else, but uh, yeah, I, from there we'll find something else. Something else will go on in sports, and there'll be uh, a lot of bowl football and uh, NCAA football games. A lot of college football bowl games going down here in a couple of days on New Year's Day. So uh, we'll maybe we'll talk about we'll talk about maybe who's going to be in the national championship because by the time we come on next, we'll know who will be in the national championship game. The two playoff games will be played. So we'll talk about that maybe a little bit. So no explanation at all. Really quick, Alabama or Notre Dame? Alabama. And Clemson or Ohio State? Ohio State. Okay. I, I agree with both of those. That's who I would pick in both of those games. All right. And then we'll see uh, who Clemson's uh, probably going to win, but there's something about Ohio State this year that uh, makes me feel like they've got a chance. They've been talk, talked about quite a bit, so – it's intriguing, and now I kind of want Ohio State to win because Dabo Swinney has said that they should be – that they're like the 11th – they should be ranked 11th. Yeah. Because, because of that conversation that we had about not playing six games or whatever. Um, but, so, that'll be interesting. We don't need to get into that any more than that. Um, and we will talk about the uh, – who's in the national championship game and, and uh, maybe break down a little bit of college football, something we don't typically do here. But uh, it's a big deal for a lot of people, so we'll do that. All right. That sounds good. Right on. All right. So until then, don't forget to turn your headlights on.